Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Key Ingredient Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Kristen McRae. Kristen is an organization and efficiency consultant located here down in beautiful Bonita Springs, Florida. Kristen, thanks yes. for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Stefan. Thank you. This is exciting. This is a little bit of a different topic, so I'm, I'm excited okay. to uh, to really get into it. So organization and efficiency consultant, um, that, that's very different from what we've had in the past. If you don't mind, tell us just a little bit about yourself, Chris. So I am from Rhode Island originally, and we lived in Georgia for the last three years, and we moved to Bonita Springs, our forever home. We love it here. It's beautiful. We moved here last year. And um, I've been in all different professions from retail management to medical management to being a certified personal trainer. I was a dancer for 30 years, which got me into personal training. And then I started my business in 2012. So, yeah. Wow. What, what kind of dancer? Uh, tap, jazz and ballet. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. That's different. Yeah. Back in the day, it was, you know, there weren't a lot of competitions. It was just, you know, you dance for, you know, the fun of dancing with your your classmates and yeah. So. Sure. Well, I know you have a lot of good uh, tips for us today mm -hmm. as yes. far as staying organized. But before we do that, I always like to kind of get an idea of, uh, of the person we're interviewing and a little bit about them and kind of what made you get started in this career, because it's a little bit of a different career than most people yeah. uh, really think uh, they want to get into. So let's go back a little bit. Tell sure. me kind of what, how'd you get started? In this? So in 2012, I was working in medical management, but before that I was working in various medical offices and each office I would work in, whether it was a billing manager or being an administrative assistant, medical secretary, whatever it would be, there was always a theme in the offices I worked in. They were either disorganized, they didn't have systems in place. In the billing offices, they were losing millions of dollars because there was no accountability with the staff to, to recoup medical claims. The, money and the medical claims. So it was just a pattern I'd see in every office. I bounced around into different offices because I would actually get my area organized and get the office kind of organized and I'd move on to something else. I kind of got bored. Like <laughs> the challenge wasn't there anymore. But in 2012, I was like, there's got to be, there's a need for this because oh, I saw this pattern in all the offices of just the disorganization, no systems in place, the efficiencies weren't there and people were losing time and money. And I said, there has to be a need for this. So I said, I'm going to start my own business. And it like took off. There would, you know, businesses would, Rhode Island was a very small, it was a very small state. So sure. the word gets around of what you do and who you know, and everybody knows everybody. So I would get calls of, listen, come into my office. I need to get organized and then help me work on time management, efficiency, productivity. So it, it just took off. And then I transferred that into homes, getting people organized in their homes, whether it's your closets, your kitchen, because it was an easy transition. It's easy to transition from business to home than some people don't have that skill set where they're organizing a home to go into a business and help with time management, calendar management, all that, and streamlining processes and procedures. So it was easy for me to transition into home organizing also. Wow. So were yeah. you always organized? So so as a kid, were you the neat <laughs> kid? Was your desk in school the neat one with the pencil and the uh, the notebook in the right spot? You yeah. Know, I mean, <laughs> so were you always like that? Or? I was always organized, but okay. more so being organized, more so of like finding efficiencies. Like I could take something from like 10 steps to two steps. I was always finding an easier way to do something. So where a coworker, it would take them all day to get their work done. I'd be done by noon and I'd be like, okay, give me something else to do. So I'd always be the person that people would be giving stuff to do because they're like, Kristen can handle it. She's really efficient. She'll get it done. So it became that pattern of not so much just being organized, but taking it that step further where, you know, I was very efficient and I always wanted to find the easiest way to do something, but the most effective way to do something. So, yeah. So, so that's a big leap of faith for you because you had a pretty stable job and you decided you were going to like most entrepreneurs go out on your own and start your own business. So I did, they, but you know, I refused to fail. 
it, like I had Love the that. fire under me and I wrote a column for there's a there's a media company up north called Go Local Prov. I wrote a column for them for six years. I was on their live show. I created a CD, a calendar like every year. And I gave over 100 presentations up north every year. I wanted to do something different that would propel my business to the next level. And it was all me. There was no social media marketing back then, like in 2012. It wasn't as big as it is today. So I was everything in my business. Yeah. So like you, probably not as much as you, of course, but I'm a pretty organized person. And whenever I notice people who are not organized, mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of drives me crazy a little bit because I try to figure out when, you know, it, we oft, often hear just saying, you know, there's just not enough time in the day. Right. Mm -hmm. So for someone like you, you probably cringe when you hear that because from an efficiency point of view, you could get a lot done pretty quickly. Yeah. And you can always spot that disorganized person, right? If they're showing up late, they're always late for appointments. They're scattered. They're when they're looking for something, they're rifling through things. Sure. They don't have their business cards with them. Like little things that you can pick up on when somebody's disorganized. I can pick it up on like like that because <laughs> you can see like the you know they're just their mannerisms and how they're acting if they're disorganized. Are you tempted to just go up to this person, this stranger, <laughs> and tell them like, listen, I can make things better for you? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes if I want to start a conversation. Yeah, sure, but yeah. yeah. So you say one of the best places for us to start is to be physically organized first. What do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so physically on your spaces. So a lot of people just work, I want to work on time management. They're like, Kristen, find more time in my day. Help me with my calendar and to-do list. But they're sitting in like a sea of paper and bookshelves that are cluttered. Their desk is cluttered. The first thing you have to do is physically get organized. We create new systems for you, um, whether it's filing systems or creating spaces on your desk that are organized. Your drawers, you wouldn't believe like drawers that are disorganized how long it takes somebody to find something that they're looking for. They touch five things before they find the one thing that they need. And sure. that's time wasted. So that way, then we physically get you organized. So now you're not distracted anymore. Everything has a spot. You know where everything is. So the next step is now that that's done, let's look at your calendar. Let's look at your email and to-do list. And when you do that, everything kind of falls into place once you're physically organized. So when let, let, let's go back a little bit. So when we mentioned that, and especially the type of work you do, mm -hmm. so it's, it's, it's for individuals, it's for businesses. So anyone listening, I want to make sure they understand that, that this really applies to everybody, I would assume. So whether it's a, a small business, a larger business, someone who's a solo entrepreneur, um, or someone who's retired, just kind of going on with their day. Is that correct? Exactly. Oh, that busy mom that's running in a hundred different directions. But if she was organized and has systems in place at home, she could be so much more efficient with taking care of her kids or getting things done or spending more time on herself because now she has more time in the day. So really it's anybody that is struggling or overwhelmed or anxious due to the disorganization. Yeah. So one thing you mentioned was to-do lists. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big topic in itself because there's so many ways to have a to-do list. I think some people just write something on a small piece of paper or a napkin of the things they need to do. Mm -hmm. Probably most people don't write anything down and just try to remember it. Yeah. And then you have some of us who are a little bit more controlling and like to have some kind of a system in place. So how do you advise people to, I guess, organize their to-do list? So you want to break it down. So on a Friday, and again, this process is a process, but it, it, it adjusts to everybody. So this is just a standard kind of process. And then I adjust it to my client. But yeah. on a Friday, you'll look at your week ahead. And I, it's a preference. I like a paper to-do list, but some people like digital to-do list. But that's what I work with my clients on. We talk about, right, how do you like to function? But for me, it's a paper to-do list. I write out the days Monday through Friday. I have a separate slip of paper each day. And then I break the week down. I look at my calendar. I look at things I have to do, tasks, even things in the home that I want to get done. And I put them on the different days that I need to tackle them. Whatever doesn't get done gets moved to the next day. But I suggest not using a 
one to-do list because it's very overwhelming. You can't prioritize it. People get overwhelmed. They shut down. There's too much on it. So when you're looking at just one day at a time and you're prioritizing, and I tell you to do things in blocks, so your easiest things you're going to tackle together. If you have to make phone calls, make all your phone calls in one block of time. If you have to do something where you're out in the field or whatever, stay out in the field and, and during that time. So you can, that's a good way when you can look at your week ahead to block out your days to see where you're going to be. So Friday, you're going to be in Naples. Tuesday, you're going to be in Bonita. So you're not going to be in Bonita and Naples on Friday. So if I can break down like that. I mean, that so. sounds very logical, but most people don't do that. So exactly. you're right. So um, so the to-do list, is it an actual just list of things to do broken down each day? Or is it something that you incorporate into the calendar? Because I heard you mention both. Mm -hmm. So how does that work? So they play off each other. Yeah. So you'll have your calendar of things that appointments that you need to handle. But then you also have tasks that you have to do, whether it be laundry or the dish in the doing the dishes or anything in the house that you need to handle. And then you could have things that you want to tackle for your business. You need to write an article. You need to do this. That might not physically be on your calendar, but you know, you have to do it. So think of the things that you're holding up here, that mental clutter. And you want to put that on your to-do list because those are the things that you'll forget to do, or you'll be late doing them. And then again, you don't look great in front of the people that you're answering to because you've missed a deadline. Yeah. So, um, so you break it down. So like so, so, someone who's in business listening, I mean, they may have business development or mm -hmm. client meetings or uh, client phone calls, whatever it may be. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's about having a block on the calendar where you're going to do say business development. Yeah. And then it's about having a list of everyone that you're planning on touching during that period of time. Is that yes. Correct? Yes. Because yeah. again, that mental clutter, people in business miss. So I have so many missed business opportunities because it's all up here and they get too overwhelmed and they forget. So yes, you're blocking off that time for business development, but I want you to write down every single person you're touching. And that's a good area way to look back to and say, all right, this week I touched all these people. So look at, you know, you've done something during the week, you've been productive, but that's a good way of not forgetting because so many people have that mental clutter Sure. and you need to release it, especially if you're physically organized because that physical organization turns into that mental clutter and then it reduces your productivity. Yeah, that makes sense. So some people say you should prepare. So you said about prepare the week before. Yes. Some people Friday. say, so I hear people say the morning of in the morning is part of a ritual. Mm -hmm. Some people the night before. So mm -hmm. for you, it's the, the week before. So you do it the Friday before you plan out the entire week. I'm assuming you leave enough space because other things are going to come to mind during that period of time. Exactly. And then at the end of the day on Monday, I look at Monday's to-do list and say, all right, what didn't I get done and what do I have to do? Then I look at Monday night, I look at to do Tuesday's to-do list and reevaluate how I want to function on Tuesday. So it's always a work in progress during the week, but on a Friday, like I know exactly what I'm doing. But the night before each day, I always look at that to-do list again and prepare myself for that next day. Okay. So it starts the week before, but it's evaluated the day before yes. going for that following week. Yes. And correct. Okay. Interesting. It's a process. It, <laughs> it is. And I find it interesting that you mentioned that you're a fan of writing things down. Mm -hmm. um, in this age, as you mentioned, the digital age, I yeah. mean, everybody has different preferences. I don't think there is a shortage of apps to keep you organized or for to-do lists. Simply yeah. a lot of them are just to-do lists, right? Mm -hmm. um, are there any apps that you like or do you really favor just writing it down. I favor writing it down. I feel like people think when they're disorganized that an app is going to solve their problems. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, if you're not organized, an app isn't going to solve anything. You need to work on yourself and getting yourself organized before you can work with an app. So I use a paper calendar. I use a paper to-do list. And when people laugh at me, I say, you know what? I'm, I'm I have to really admit, well, so. I'm shocked that you would say that, but but mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I totally get it. And I guess it comes down to what everybody's comfortable with yeah, um, and as well. I think the digital world has created more. It's been, it, it's 
created more like stress for everyone. When I worked in medical back in the 80s, we didn't have a lot of the computers. We had paper charts. We had paper. The doctors were looking at patients, talking to the patients. Now they're on their computer there. So it's just it's complicated everything because now like the world's just become so different with computers that people feel like that they have to use digital for everything. And it just makes things more complicated. And I've seen it in the medical world, just the way it's transitioned to all digital. And it, it's they've had to hire more people to scan things and, you know, the medical records now that there's no paper. So I've just seen it transition. And, you know, I just I just still it's just it makes life simple when you're using paper. Sure, it does. Do you analyze people's process of how they go about doing things throughout their day and the order of how they do it? Yes. So if a business or a solopreneur, even solopreneurs, because you can get overwhelmed, you have a lot to do with your business. Sure. And I'll talk about, you know, OK, how do you function in your day? How's your day running? And that's what we start with your calendar, your to do list and your emails, because those are the three major things that you probably work off of during the day. And then things fall, th you know, go through from there. So it's just about working with you. And then if something looks too complicated for them and they're saying like, I'm getting a bottleneck here, I say, okay, let's look at that process and let's make it work better for you. So I really get into their business and, and talk about like how they're functioning and help them streamline. Interesting. So you also say that we can save money by being organized. I think that's even more important today with inflation, obviously God, being yeah. as high as it is in most Americans trying to find ways to save money. So how do you save money being organized? So there's a lot of ways. So first in the kitchen, and let's get back to the home for a second. If you're disorganized in the kitchen and your food pantry is disorganized, you could be buying duplicate things, not knowing what's in your cabinet. Food gets expired if you're not going through. So it's having that organized food pantry, making your meal plan for the week, making your food list from that food pantry and buying exactly what's on your list for the week. Not having things scattered all over your home, all over your business. I know a lot of businesses that have supply closets. They don't even go in them half the time. They just keep buying supplies. <laughs> so you're wasting money on supplies or things that you can't find. You're struggling to find things in your business or your home. So you go out and buy another one because you don't have the time to look for it. Sure. So those little things can add up. And you know, when you have a streamlined home and business and they flow well together, you won't waste money that way. Now, you mentioned things like closets and stuff like that. So you help people organize that as well. So yes. How do you do that? So in the home, it's a matter of we empty the entire space and we talk about how they want to function going forward, how they're functioning now. So it's not just about um, getting them organized, but how they want to function and how they're functioning now, what's working, what's not working. It's about having that whole conversation so that when I leave you, you're not um, you, the system doesn't break like you're going to continue on with the system. So it's about emptying the space, looking at that clear space and talking about having a vision about how they want to function going forward, help them declutter and create those new systems. So what are some of the things you see when you do that for, for oh, people boy. in the club? I mean, I, I, and the reason I ask is because certain busy people, they say they tend to wear the same kind of club. I mean, we see that with Silicon Valley type of executives, right? Yeah, tech executives. They wear the same type of clothes every day because they don't mm -hmm. want to think about what they have to wear. Right. But then if you're like many of us, we find we wear the same outfits over and over again. So mm -hmm. are there ways to kind of maneuver that as well? Yeah, well, I think about think about your drawers. So your drawers, you have your, like your unmentionables, your underwear, things like that. But then you might have t-shirts in your drawers. And what happens if they're folded flat? You just wash them and they go back on the top. So you're not seeing like what's underneath yeah, those yeah. flats. So you're continually wearing the same things. Same with your closet. If it's not organized, you're going to grab that same thing because you you're maybe you're not wearing certain things and you don't again touching five things before you find the actual thing that you need. Yeah. I talk about a lot, even in business, um, about efficiency that the disorganized person, a fire comes at them. And what happens? You're trying to look for things. You get stressed out. 
five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, you finally find what you need and now you're stressed out and you, it takes you a while to recover from that situation. And then even in your home, but then the organized person, the fire, say you need to find your passport, takes you an hour to find your passport. The organized person finds that passport, goes about their day unscathed. But the disorganized person, it takes them longer to recover from that situation. So mm -hmm. when you think about saving time and stress, that's what comes into play. I'm thinking of the T-shirts in my drawers that uh, I wear the same ones all the time. Because mm -hmm. like you said, you put them right on top. Right. And it's just so easy to just grab that, wear it again. Yes. Interesting. So there could be extremes here as well, I'm assuming, right? You could have people who are completely disorganized. I think of some of the shows like Hoarders and things yeah. like that, right? Which is obviously that there's there's something more psychological. Correct. Yeah. So I don't work um, with hoarders. That's a whole different level of disorganization and yeah. things going on. So I work with the busy professional, the busy mom, the solopreneur, entrepreneur, CEO that just wants to find more time and be less stressed and be more efficient and productive in their lives. Yeah. So are there people who have taken it too far as well in the organ? I mean, do you find people get a little neurotic with their schedule? Um, yeah. Well, some people will say um, they're OCD. And what happens when they're OCD, they think sometimes they think I'm OCD and I'm like, no, I'm just organized. OCD is <laughs> big a whole difference. There's right? a big difference. The OCD, yeah. when I'm working with the person who has OCD and the perfectionism, they take too long trying to decide where to put something. They want it to be in that perfect spot. But I always tell them, listen, put it here. We'll go back and revisit it later because the, the OCD and perfectionist mind, it has to be just right or they can't move forward. Sure. So I kind of have to help them, guide them. Listen, just we'll organize it here for now. We'll revisit it and keep moving, keep the process moving. Can you detect the OCD person pretty quickly? Yes, because yeah. they take a while to decide <laughs> and, you know, it, you can see their mind spinning about like, oh, you know, they get really neurotic about it. And there's not nothing wrong with that. It's just I need to help them work through to help them move forward. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned being stuck and stress. And mm -hmm. Tell me about that. I mean, what are some of the things that you see when people, when you say being stuck, what, what do you mean from an organizational point of view? Sure. When people get overwhelmed when they're trying to get organized or they know they have to tackle this project in their business or home and they just get overwhelmed because they don't have the skill set. So getting organized, the org, there's an organizational skill set and they don't know, they get stuck and paralyzed because they're like, I don't know where to begin. Like, I don't know what to do. So where I come in is we have to almost do a brain dump and get it all out of their head. Like, what, what do you want to get out of this project? What's your vision? And I help them guide them through. So when they're overwhelmed and stuck, it's just because they don't know when you don't have that skill set, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to move forward. Yeah. Any, any, I mean, this is, would not be a, a, a proven scientific thing, but any guess of what percentage of people are probably disorganized if you had to get, I mean, from the cases you've seen, although you probably see yeah, they're more 100%. people. Who are, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you see more people who are already, already at that stage. Yeah, exactly. And again, I, like I said, I can spot usually somebody that if I have a conversation with them for a little bit, I can, I can pretty much tell if they're disorganized and not just the way they're carrying themselves or if they're showing up late or, just the way they're functioning. Yeah. So, so when we, when we discuss organization, a lot of us think of a lot of things we said about the calendar mm -hmm. and the lists. So for businesses, I would imagine there's more to it than just being organized. Some of it is more process driven. Yes. Is that, so that's another level mm -hmm. of being efficient. I mean, so how does that work? Do you do a full evaluation of a business and the actual workflow? Yes. So it's a, again, it's starting with the physical, so I want to look in their office, sit down, see how they're functioning. Once that's organized, then I want to go in and say, okay, let's have this big, because it's all about a conversation at first, because you can't just say, oh, let's just get you organized and you'll be fine. It's about, okay, now how does your day flow? I want to, so I worked with an administrator in a school department in Rhode Island and he had a lot of things going on. I said, all right, let's just break down your calendar. I 
made a grid for him, a big grid before we even, after we got him physically organized, we sat and I said, okay, we're going to break out your whole day. Because when people see it out in writing, it's a lot different than when you just have it in your head or it's on a digital. When you start writing things down, you really can see, he's like, oh, I have a block here in my day. I have a block here. And I said, all right, let's take those blocks and let's help you, you know, whatever your, your um, things that you need to work on that you're not getting to, let's put it in that block. So it's a matter of they really, once you see everything out or doing it on a whiteboard, it just becomes so more real for them that they're like, oh, I had all this time I didn't know I had, or you just find more time in their day that way when they block out their whole day. So that's a big thing, have finding more time in your day. So once you find that, I mean, there's certain things you could, you could utilize that time in so many different ways. So people who say they don't have time to be physically fit or right. their faith or their family or whatever it may be. I would imagine that opens up a huge amount of time in the calendar. Exactly. So we find these blocks and they're like, wow, I can work out at this time. I work with the nutritionist up north too. I've been working her since I started my business and I work with her virtually, but we've really mastered her calendar. Like she has all these blocks of time now. She's growing her business. She's excited that she's branching out into different areas. So like, it's unbelievable when people start to get organized and this is over a period of time. It just doesn't happen overnight. So I work with my clients six months, a year, three years, whatever it takes to get them to the next level, because once they get to the next level, they want to take it to the next level of getting organized. So you want to keep helping them grow their business. And this helps them just by making these little tweaks of getting organized. It's not anything complicated. It's just, I take it break the whole process down for them. So they get hooked, don't they? They do because she's like, all right, wh- what can I do next? Like, I want to grow my business again. Like, I just need you to need to talk it through with you about, okay, how do I get organized to get to this next step? Yeah. So I would imagine as well for business owners, that's also important because when it comes to hiring people. So a lot of times when we get really busy, the first thing we think of is we need to hire people. But if you're organized, I would imagine you don't necessarily always have to just run out and hide. That's not always the answer. Right. right. Exactly. So people used to ask me, I'm not Kristen, how do you write? How do you give these presentations? How do you do all this by yourself and still go out in the field and help people get organized? I said, because I'm organized. <laughs> like you just plan out really well. You're efficient. You're productive. You're running like a well-oiled machine. And that's where I would, I love to like get people to it when they're not running, like when there's a kink in the wheel, I love to get them running up to speed again. Yeah. So yeah, it's not necessarily how they think they need to hire someone, but you physically need to work on yourself first and the efficiencies and then think about if you need to bring someone in. Most of the time they don't. Or most of the time when they grow their team, yes, they do, obviously, if they're growing their business. Sure. But I would imagine if you thought you needed three people, maybe you need two, right? I mean, it, it yes. depends on the business, of course. Correct. But, but that would open up a lot of time that people didn't have before. Yes. Um, how about the morning ritual? I mean, that is something we hear about. We could, we could go on YouTube and listen yeah. to everybody's morning ritual. We can Google it. And I, I couldn't even imagine how many replies come up as far as the searches. Yeah. Let's discuss. Are you a fan of the morning ritual? Um, yeah, so you've been hearing that a lot lately, and it's kind of getting I'm getting burnt out on the morning ritual, honestly. <laughs> That's why I mentioned yeah, it, because just, everybody's yeah. willing to share their morning ritual. They're all different. Yeah. There's some similarities, um, but I wanted to get your take on that. Honestly, I, I think a morning ritual is good, but it, it has to work for you. Like, I can't, you can't force somebody into a box of saying you have to meditate every morning and you have to work out every morning because some people don't want to do that. So I feel like if you're... You just have a well balance in the morning. If you want to get up and have your breakfast, you want to go on um, Instagram or whatever it is, because people used to read the newspaper in the morning. So, you know, it's the same thing yeah, as they going go on online. social media. Sure. Exactly. So I like to go for a walk early in the morning just to get my head like without a phone, just to get my head going in the morning. And I like to eat breakfast. But as far as a ritual, like if I get up and I don't want to eat breakfast, I don't like it's just, <laughs> I think it's become too overplayed, honestly. Sure. So sure. it's just 
when you, and again, if you're disorganized, you might not have a morning ritual or you might, you, it might be chaotic in the morning. You're trying to get the kids off. You're, you're trying to, you know, put your to-do list together. So when you're not organized, it, you have chaos in the morning. So I feel like chaos, getting that organized over morning ritual, because when you're organized, you can kind of relax a little bit in the morning because you know, your day ahead is going to be smooth. So let's take it from morning ritual to being organized and not having a chaotic morning. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that, <laughs> and like you said, it's kind of overdone at this point because everybody shares their morning ritual yeah, and, just... and who's doing gratitude and meditation, like you said, and, yeah. uh, whatever it may be. And, and again, it may work for so I guess if you're completely disorganized mm -hmm. and you can adopt something like that, right. it's better than probably the way you were before. Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it's just about not having chaos in the morning and just having a calm morning. I think that's all it is. It's about how honestly. about your thoughts on going to bed at the same time every night, waking up at the yes, same time in that, the morning? I love getting my sleep. I'll yeah. be in bed by 8 30, 9 o'clock, and I'm up at 5 30. So, 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 yes. So, that's interesting. So, you get up at 5 30, which is early for most people. Mm -hmm. So, are you a fan of that where you get a lot done before the rest of the world really starts doing their thing? Yes, but I'm also a morning person. Like, by three o'clock, I've been working like all day like my brain shuts down yeah. but i can still work but anything creative after three o'clock like you'll you're not going to get anything out of me for creative but i um i am a morning person i like to get up and go i don't drink coffee i've never had a cup of coffee in my life really yeah so wow. i'm very energetic i have high energy and it just it's just i drink water i don't even, like what do well, you do i'm it's like not a bad thing to drink eat healthy yeah. and drink water i don't <laughs> know but um but yeah and i like to go to bed early Interesting. i like to have eight hours of sleep a night i like or eight or nine and wake up refreshed yeah yeah that's interesting yeah um so. yeah yeah like i said the morning ritual thing is something that i'm always kind of tweaking i guess here and there uh, one thing you mentioned was by three o'clock you kind of you had enough i guess right so that brings up another point here mm -hmm. do you evaluate people's uh, energy levels when it comes to staying organized because um one thing i find personally is that there are certain times of the day where i i have all my energy yes. i'm in a mood to do certain things i'm ready to do it but like you mentioned, certain times of the day, I'm not. So do you organize schedules according to that as well? Yes. So that goes along with that when I have that conversation with them at first. So I talk about when do you work your best during the day? When do you want to work on these difficult projects on your to-do list? When do you want to be more um, free and make phone calls or do the fun stuff that you think is fun? So that's when we're working on the time management. I talk to them about when they work their best because you don't want to be working, um, doing hard things, not hard things, but the difficult things that you feel are difficult in your business at a time when you're not your best or have the best energy. Okay. So let's play two different scenarios okay. here. So someone listening right now, a mom with a couple of kids, uh, more than busy, right? Picking every the kids up, uh, driving them to school, picking them up, working during the day, coming home, doing lots of different things, right? Mm -hmm. So if someone like that reaches out to you, what, what should they expect? Kind of how do things start? So the first thing I'm going to do, come in and have an evaluation with them. I'm going to walk through the entire home, open every closet, every cabinet, every drawer. I want to see how they're functioning, how they're grabbing things in their bathroom, in their morning routine, whatever it is. I want to look at the physical organization first. Then we get them organized. I help get them organized um, according to how they function. We're going to move through the whole house. Right there, we're going to save you time because, again, touching five things before you get to the one you need. Um, getting the kids' rooms organized, having the, all the clothes laid out like in the closet so they can easily grab them, get the kids involved if they're old enough. I've started with kids as early as like eight years old. Wow. We get the kids involved. So the whole family is working on this system. The whole family knows about the systems now in the house. Then I'll set with the mom if she's having trouble like with time management. Then I'll say, okay, we have the whole, whole house organized. Now we'll sit and look at your daily routine with your kids. 
when you're getting laundry done, whatever it may be, like that the task that you have to handle in your house. Then I look at the schedule with getting the kids off to sports or whatever it is. But we can't do that again until we physically get that house organized. And then I work with them on time management. So how long does that process last? The 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 evaluation part? The evaluation is an hour. Usually I come okay. in and we walk through and then we'll talk and then we'll make that first appointment to start with. I always start with the room in the house that causes the most stress or takes the longest or is not as efficient. It could be the kitchen. I was to say, is there one in particular that you find more than others? Sometimes it's the kitchen because yeah. everybody uses the kitchen and you know, it could be a home office. It could be the closet. It could be the kids room. It could be depending on how they function during the day. But so we start there and then it could take, I work in three hour increments with my clients in their homes. So I work very quickly and I could do a room in three hours usually. And then we move on to the next space, the next space, and then we work on time management. Okay. And then how about business owners as a second scenario? Is it a similar process or is it a slightly different? It's a similar process because again, I want to come and talk to you about the first thing I'm going to do is sit in your office with you and I'm going to just sit and I can feel the energy in the room. Usually I'm very good about feeling energy. Sometimes a house will bring me down and I'll say, oh, the energy is really heavy in here because of the clutter or the disorganization or the chaos. Same with businesses. You can just feel the energy in an office. If they're making money, you can tell. You can just tell the vibe in the office of sure. how it is. If there's chaos, if there's a lot of disorganization. Like I found tons of things in piles and paper piles and businesses, checks, uncashed checks, cash. <laughs> So you find all these things and it's like, you know, what's going on in here that you're losing all these things, you're missing all these things. So it's the physical organization first, talking about how they function, why their piles are the way they are. There are no filing systems in place. And then we talk about, okay, let's get you physically organized. Then again, let's talk about the systems, what's working, what's not working. Is this filing system working? Let's look at your calendar, to-do list and email. Okay. People are inundated with emails today too. Like, so email management's a whole nother. Well, yeah, no, I know we can probably do a whole segment <laughs> yeah, on that, but, um, yeah. but, but quick thing. So do you find the employees, do you, do you, do you meet with the employees yes. separately? Yes. Um, and do you find that you can gauge by their happiness or not so happiness, um, how they feel and how efficient the practice is? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So you can look and see, again, all I have to do is look at the front desk girl, like the first girl you see when you go in the receptionist, if her desk is disorganized, it's going to set the tone for the <laughs> entire office or even the admin or the executive assistant. Like if they're disorganized, it just sets that tone of, you know, efficiency sure. and productivity. So, so, so Krista, what other tips and tricks do you have for, for people listening? Is there anything, I mean, you mentioned email. I mean, is there anything, you know, again, I know there's a lot to email, but are there any tips and tricks that you would recommend that someone could do? Because again, like you said, we are getting inundated yeah. with emails. I mean, you could spend, even if you don't work, even if you're retired oh, at this point, still. you get tons of emails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So any, any, any just idea? a few. Yeah. So first thing, immediately delete something in your box as it comes in if you don't want to look at it. So many people will see an email come in and just leave it there and they don't, they know they're never going to look at it. They know they're not going to do anything with it. Delete it immediately because down the road, it's going to take you forever to delete all these emails. So immediately delete. Unsubscribe for anything that you no longer want to receive, except my <laughs> newsletter. I always yeah, say that. Doesn't okay, <laughs> that's fair. Um, but unsubscribe for anything you know you haven't opened in months and it's just another distraction that comes in. Immediately unsubscribe from that. Okay. utilize folders as something comes in. If it's something that you want to take care of another time, or you, you know, you don't have to do anything with it, but you want it for reference, push it to a folder. And I know people are going to hate me when I say this, but if something you need, is this something that you need to handle and it has to go on your to-do list, print it out. And people can say, Oh, the paper, da, da, da. but listen, <laughs> if you want to tackle it, it's not going to get lost in your to do in your calendar, right? Print it out as a reminder and then put it on your to-do list, attach it to your calendar, whatever it is. But, if that's going to help you stay on top of it, print it out. That's people are just so afraid to do that nowadays. And it's like, no, if that's going to help you remember, you know, you need to do it. Sure. And then so 
The other thing is to use your inbox as a to-do list. Don't let that get cluttered up. Whether So you're deleting things, you're unsubscribing. Now, just what's coming in your inbox should be things that you need to tackle or follow up on. So flag the things you need to follow up on. Use your categories. You can categorize and tag things so that it comes up at state's follow-up. And then just use that inbox as a to-do list. So your to-do list should not, your inbox should not be inundated with things that you don't want to look at. What is, um, I'm sure there's no answer, right answer for this, but what should an inbox look like? How many emails should actually yeah. be in an inbox? Because I, I know there, there are people of hundreds, if not thousands. 20,000. Um, 20, is that what you've seen? 20,000 emails. So where do you be? I mean, you couldn't even begin. You have to, that's a completely different thing. Yes. So emails. I'll help people too on the side, like as just one-off projects to help get their email organized. As a, I was an executive assistant for a while, I'll do that too. But use that search bar at the top if you want to declutter your inbox and just put a search name in of something, an email from somebody that you know you want to delete in there or a subscription that you want to delete. Put it in the search bar and you'll see it'll all come up and then you can mass delete them all at once if you want to really clean up your inbox quick. That's a really good way to do it. And there are apps as well that can help you, I guess, unsubscribe, right? Because I've gone through this, you unsubscribe, and of course you end up getting the same email again from the same, even though you kept unsubscribing, right? Yeah. Other than your... <laughs> newsletter, of course. Um, but but if you do that, so there are apps out there and we don't have to name them, but there are apps out there right as well that can help you do those type of I things. Believe correct? So, yeah. 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 Interesting. Now, when you mentioned about filing emails, mm -hmm. so logical question I have is you file an email. Do you then forget that it's there or how do you how do you remind yourself that that email is? So the only emails you're going to push over to folders are emails that you don't have to do anything with. It might be just a reference or somebody replied all, but you want to keep it for reference. Got it. So push it to that folder and then use that search bar if you ever want to go look for it again or know that label that folder well so you can go grab it. But most of the time, people never go back to their folders or if they do, it's just they'll search it and find what they're looking for. But never put anything in a folder that you want you you're going to have something to do with. That yeah. makes sense. What about snoozing and things like that? Are you a fan of that? Because I know some of these emails now, you could snooze something to remind you later in the day and the email pops back up or just tackle it right. I right would up. put it on your to-do list immediately. Yeah. So I'm one that if something comes up in my email that I know I have to tackle that week, I put it immediately on my to-do list or in my calendar for the week after or whenever I need to handle it. So when I'm making my to-do list for the next week, that's going to come up on my calendar to put on my to-do list. I never not take an action step with an email. If it's an action, something I need to do, it needs to go on my to-do list or my calendar immediately, or I'm going to forget to do it. Okay. okay. So, so in your practice, is there, is there anything, is there a job that's too small? I mean, so someone listening who again, maybe retired, mm -hmm. you know, they're not, they're not an executive. They don't have full they don't schedules, have be, but they yeah. want to be organized. Yeah. I mean, you work with people like that. Of course. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I work with people for three hours. We get them really good. I revisit in a couple of months and they're like, I'm doing great. And it's, and it's done others. It could take a little longer, but yeah, I'll work with people as small as, you know, a kitchen, a closet, or just want to work on your emails, anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So my final question for you then, sure. Kristen, is how can people get in touch with you? So someone listening and watching right now says, mm -hmm. you know, I want a consultation or however you do that. Um, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, my website is kristinmccray.com. It's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-M-A-C-R-A-E.com. Phone number 401-323-1165. And my email support at kristinmccray.com. Okay. We'll put that in the, we'll put that Thank in you. the, uh, when we release the podcast thank as well. You. Kristen, this is this was awesome. Awesome, I mean, thank this is, you. To me, this is a fun conversation because yeah. I like to think of myself as being pretty organized. Mm -hmm. So it's fun to have these conversations. And it does, it is a pet peeve of mine when I notice people are not organized where they do complain about not having enough time in a day because 
if you do some of the tips that you mentioned and have someone like you come out, I mean, there's, there's so many things you could do yeah, with your exactly. life because life is too short. Why not enjoy it? Right? Exactly. Well, thank you so much for, uh, for being a guest here today. This was terrific. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks.